okay um <laughs> we are here once again uh i haven't uploaded in a while but i'm just feeling like doing it today there was some things that i really wanted to talk about yesterday at first i was like oh i really want to make a podcast on some of the notes that i've been taking regarding the things that i've been experiencing and learning a lot recently but to be honest after yesterday like when i woke up this morning i was like I could do the podcast on that today, but then I was just like, nah, because I mean, I would, I would love to continue talking about what I'm learning, but for some reason, it's just like, I'm, I'm just finding that I'm enjoying in this moment right now, like yesterday and today, I'm just enjoying writing it down a little bit more than I am enjoying like actually, um, like talking about it and like, and, and like sharing it, you know what I mean? Like I'm enjoying kind of detailing it out in my notebook uh sometimes I feel like I get like um I don't know like sometimes I feel like when I'm writing I like go ham and I really take apart everything and so it's a little bit more difficult to kind of go through and re-explain everything I've already written down so or not difficult it's just like kind of uh repetitive because it's just like I already wrote it all down I don't know if I really want to go through and re-explain everything but anywho, that's just me rambling. That is just me rambling. But um, yeah, I just I am finding myself not in a place of peace today. I don't I don't know when it started, but it just was like, yeah. Basically, let me just jump to the point and not beat around the bush. I'm struggling right now with comparison. And comparison, I remember listening to a podcast the other day, um, by the way, it was on the Becoming Something podcast, I forgot what episode it was, but it was like one of the recent episodes, and he was talking about like, it was this dude, and he was talking about comparison, and how comparison is a sin, and then he said like literally the word comparison says compare is sin, and I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> not you doing like wordplay or whatever, um, but no, I just thought that was like really cool. And, and everything that he was sharing was kind of like just hitting so hard. I think it was like the um, lies that young adults believe or something like that. And yeah, it was just really interesting. And so anywho, needless to say, uh, today I really felt the effects of comparison. I really was like just overwhelmed with like, <laughs> I was just like overwhelmed with like, oh my goodness, like everyone has it better than me is what I really felt like I really felt like oh my goodness everyone has it better than me and I think the main reason why I continue to feel this way is because I feel like everyone's always at a level that I'm not at like they're always in a different season than me which is important because we are all living different lives like God is not going to make us all walk through the same exact seasons at the same exact time where we're all getting the same exact thing like that is like <laughs> communism god is not a communist um not necessarily communism but you know what i mean it's like getting the same thing everyone getting equally distributed seasons it's like no god gives us what we need to grow closer to him and i'm finding myself just really struggling and honestly i, I just feel like crying because it's just like Ugh! you know like all the emotions are just like wow my flesh is telling me one thing and my mind is telling me another thing and my heart is telling me one thing my spirit's trying to lead me in the right way and it's just like yo like what is going on 
So essentially, the issue is um, I find myself often looking at other people and seeing their lives and comparing myself extremely to them. It happens a lot more so on the internet, like Instagram and and YouTube. I think the main reason why is because I don't engage with them on a day-to-day basis. So because I don't engage with them on a day-to-day basis, when I see what they're posting or what they're highlighting in their lives, I think that that's all that is in their lives. I don't, because nobody posts about the bad things. People don't post about the sad moments, the depressing moments, the moments where they want to give up or are overwhelmed. They only post about the good things, the moments that they're hanging out with their friends and chilling and all that stuff like that. And I do the same thing. I never, like, I literally never post. And the one time I posted was for Kamari's birthday when we were hanging out and taking pictures and they looked beautiful. And it was just like, you know, like, I'm contributing to that. I'm contributing to that um, continued cycle of just like, you know, why is this dude making all this noise over here? It's because they're building. But um, I hope y'all can't hear that. If you can, oh, well. But basically, yeah, I, I'm contributing to that. Like, I am a part of of the problem. And I don't know, part of me just wants to, like, get out of it. Like, I just want to say, like, get this off of me. You know what I mean? Like, get this away from me because I am just so tired of looking at other people, seeing their lives, and being jealous. Like, literally being envious of other people's lives. I am tired of that. I am exhausted from constantly running around want to, I like I'm literally like wanting to be humble I'm wanting to be loving I'm wanting to be selfless and giving myself to other people and then I find myself being so just overwhelmed with greed and selfishness and and lust and envy and I wonder why and I think the main reason is because of me constantly consuming things like YouTube and Instagram and part of me just wants to go extreme and cut it all off I feel like it's a like I feel like it's not entirely realistic to do so but I also feel like there is no obligation you know what I mean like part of me says I can't delete my Instagram because like that's the way that I communicate with other people but quite honestly my communication with other people through Instagram is not even like consistent like it's barely anything you know what I mean and so I you know what I mean like I I'm 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 holding myself to this false accountability this false obligation of like I have to hold on to this I have to keep this when I really don't have to and it's making it harder for me to like make a decision you know what I mean and I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is I don't know how to control myself when I see the success in the highlights of other people's lives constantly and I'm not focused on my own things that I can, my own blessings that I can count. Like I'm counting everybody else's blessings, seeing everybody else counting their blessings and yet I don't take time for to count my own blessings so that I can recognize just how much God has given me. You know what I mean? And like when I take a moment really to just think about what God has given me, he's given me a loving family. He's given me parents and siblings who respect me, who honor my voice, who listen to me and who I listen to, who 
we just have a, such a strong community and we are constantly encouraging one another, uplifting one another. We are constantly sharing our interests and our passions with one another. Like I literally love when we watch TV together. I know this sounds so like, oh, that's not really family bonding time. But for my family, literally watching TV, watching Marvel movies and shows is like our thing. Like that's our shtick. Like we literally love that. Some families, you know, throw parties and, and all of that stuff like that. But for my family, that's what we do. We love to watch movies and just talk about it and analyze it together. Um, and like, you know, talk about our observations and our thoughts and our theories. Like literally it's a whole thing. Um, and you know, like that, that's just, I don't know. I just love that. And part of me sees other people and their families and what they do and says, oh, because my family's not doing that. Like we need to start doing that. Like what I have is not enough because I see what other people are doing and that looks fun and that looks exciting. And I'm like, oh, I want my family to do that because they're not doing that. Then I become ungrateful. And it's just like, but that's not that's not you know what I mean like that's not even you can't even compare yourself to other people like that because they have completely different lives they have completely different things that are going on you know and my mind doesn't think that way my mind and that's why I wanted to take a moment to process this on this podcast because my mind like I literally have to talk about this I need to continue talking about this and just training my mind to think otherwise because if I don't then I'm going to constantly be comparing myself to people who aren't even like it's like it's not they're not even at the same like level as me right now like I'm like one example I can think of is with um Rydell and her family the Lynches and the Funks and all that stuff like that on their YouTube channel and I love them they are such like their family seems like such a fun family I, every time I watch their videos it's always all of them together hanging out having fun laughing talking playing games all that stuff like that and for me I end up comparing myself to them because I'm like well I enjoy those things so I feel like I need to be doing those things with my family right here right now immediately but I didn't recognize that like First of all, be thankful for the family that you have just because your family isn't as big as theirs. They literally have five kids like her parents had five kids and they have like and they all live right down the street from each other or whatever, I think. So like you can't even compare yourself to that because it's a completely different circumstance. And all of them are like in their 20s and 30s and and, you know, they all have a different occupation. Their parents have different occupations different lifestyle it's just different it's not it's not bad or good it's just different you know what I mean and so I end up finding myself comparing myself to people who just have different life circumstances than I do but then I want my family and my life to reflect exactly what they're doing not even realizing that that would probably be incredibly exhausting for me if I had to be around that all the time like I'm just thinking from my personal self like I am an extrovert but I'm also very introverted like I love being around people but I don't get recharged by being around people and so if I were to have that many family members in my house all the time <laughs> you best believe I would be tired because I would be constantly having to walk like I have to be constantly talking to people like especially like when I first wake up in the morning oh geez when I first wake up in the morning I hate talking to people I really do like I'm like don't talk to me until I'm awake and I'm not awake when I first wake up. Like, it literally takes me, like, a good hour to just, like, I, I have to just, like, slowly rise. You know what I mean? 
And so now I don't have to, I can get up and start talking to people, but it's just like, sometimes I get in this mood when I wake up and it's like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm just coming in here to get some cereal. I'm going back up to my room. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, when I really think about it, the lives of other people is not what I would be able to maintain in my own life, which is why God has given me the life that he's given me. Because I can't live someone else's life when he hasn't given me the grace to do so. The grace that he has given for me, given to me rather, is the grace that he's given me in this season, for this season, for the purpose that he has for me. He doesn't have the purpose for me to live out somebody else's purpose. His purpose for me is to live the way that he's called me to live right now and in this season. Um, which I think is really interesting and it's, it's hard for me to remember that I think because I get so focused on other people like it's hard for me to remember oh yeah Hannah like God has given you grace and peace and sustenance for what he has purposed you to do right now not for what you want to do in the future not for what other people are doing he's given you what you need for what he's calling you to do now and it's so hard <laughs> it is it really is and I think what makes it harder is seeing other people, seeing people on YouTube that I love and I'm inspired by, seeing other people on Instagram who I'm friends with and I enjoy their presence, but then it becomes this disgusting thing of like jealousy and envy and just my heart like literally just like longing so deeply for whatever that person has and it's like I just I feel like a, a spoiled brat honestly because I feel like you know them kids where it's like they have everything they want and then they see that you have something and then they want what you have and it's just like but you already have everything why do you want what I have and I literally feel like that's how I am toward other people like God has already given me so much he's given me enough in my life he's given me more than enough in my life abundantly more in my life than I could ever need or want and he's given me so much already and yet I have the audacity to look at other people and say I want that too like how spoiled and selfish do you have to be to look at somebody else's life and want exactly what they have just because they have it and I guess it's not even just because they have it I think it's just because it's what I want eventually in my life like when I, I look at my friend who just recently got engaged I'm like I, I was literally so jealous because I was like how could she not because of who she is but I was like how could she already be married or already be getting engaged and I haven't even had like anyone to like you know what I mean it's just like girl this isn't about you <laughs> you should be congratulating her and being like being able to uplift her in the fact that she's just gotten engaged you know what I mean and so now I'm starting to find that like I just really selfish in that mindset in that comparison of just like the things that I want in my heart I really am not able to have and I think that is a little bit difficult for me because of how like privileged I am that a lot of times when I do want something I can just get it like if I if there was something I wanted right now today I could honestly just go and get it um of course exercising uh, exercising wisdom and everything like that but quite frankly I could like if I wanted to go get you know Chipotle today I could I could just get up and go get it I don't I don't really have to worry about 
you know, finances and like all that stuff like that. Like, I, I mean, I have to, of course, be cautious and pay attention to it. It's not like I'm just spending my money willy nilly. I really don't do that. But I don't have to like worry, like stress, actually stress about it, you know. And that was one thing that I learned this week and that I really had to confront and recognize this week was the fact that I am privileged. Like I literally never had thought about that before. I had known that I had like privileges. I was like, oh, yeah, I do have these certain privileges, these certain advantages that my my parents have given me and my um, that God has given me. But I never recognized that like I as a human being, as Hannah Maria Fernander, am actually privileged. And I didn't I, I, I always associate privilege with like white people who are white wealthy you know rich people like that's what I always associate privilege with not even recognizing that I'm privileged in so many different aspects like I am privileged because I don't have any disabilities like I don't have mental disabilities or physical disabilities I can get up and go wherever I want to go when I want to go you know what I mean I don't have to be hindered by not being able to walk or not being able to see or hear you know what I mean like these type of things I don't even think about and I don't even thank God for and yet he's given them to me and like at any moment they could be taken like at any moment I could lose my legs and not be able to walk again you know and it's just like why am I not thankful for what I have and I think the main reason is because I'm just always seeing what somebody else has which is what I desire you know and to be honest it's surface level desires too because I don't even know if these are things that I actually do desire or if I'm just desiring it because I see other people have it it reminds me of like the Israelites and I always relate this back to this because it's so true it reminds me of the Israelites and when the Israelites was like oh we want a king we want a king not even recognizing and remembering and like respecting that God is their king like God is all they needed but they saw all these pagan nations around them and they were like oh we want a king because they got a king and that's how I am I'm like oh I want this because everybody else has this and it's like that is not even like God didn't even call you to be that you were chosen by God this Israelite nation was chosen by God literally chosen by God and he was their king you cannot get a better king than that and yet they didn't want it because they were like they saw everybody else had these physical kings that they wanted and I was like you know what and so that's how I am I was like I started recognizing that like I do that like not even recognizing what God has already given me I'm just over here talking about this is what I want because I see other people having it and I it looks it suits them well you know it looks like it's good for them whether it's good for them or not that's not the point but it looks to me on the outside as an outsider like this is good for them and I want that because it looks good on them, you know. And like I said, it goes back to that like spoiled brat thing where I just, you know, like I see it on someone else and I'm like, oh, that's what I want. And it's like, but you already have so much like be thankful for what you have. And that's something I really do struggle with. I really do. Um, I don't know. And so anywho. Back to the point on comparison. I honestly was about to just like break down because I was like, there's like, I genuinely, I genuinely have these desires that I don't know what to do with. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to handle them, how to manage them. Like, I don't know what to do with them. And and of course, you know, I like I read God's word and I like really try to like give my desires to him, submit my desires to him, all that stuff like that. But it's just like 
it's it's so difficult because I just I don't know what to do with them I don't and so I have these desires like you know wanting to be married and have a boyfriend and have children and all that stuff like that and then I just see people who already have that or are in the process of, of having that and I just get so envious and I hate that I get so envious because I don't want to envy those people, you know, like those people are, are human beings, are image bearers, are literal children of God. I don't want to envy my brother or sister in Christ because God has given them what he's given them for a reason. And he's going to give me and has given me already what he's given me for a reason. And I don't know why, but I just can't remember like it's it's such a remembrance thing like I know it internally I like remember it every now and then but in the moment I just always forget that like God has given me what I need for this season and why am I so focused on everything else when what I have is already all I need I don't even know and so it's just something that really breaks my heart because sometimes I'm fine like sometimes I'm like you know what Like, I am proud of them. I'm so happy for them. I don't even, like, it's not even about me. Like, it's about them. Like, a lot of, like, sometimes it'll be, like, this really selfless, like, reflection when I see people, like, having the stuff that I want. And I'll be like, like, that's good for them. Like, I am so happy for them. Lord, I pray for them that you take care of them and all that stuff like that. But then sometimes it just becomes so selfish. And it's just, like, I'm literally, literally out here, like, God I want that you know what I mean I'm so envious because that's what I want that's exactly what I wanted in a guy or that's exactly what I wanted you know in whatever and so I don't know it's just it's something that I'm really struggling with to to cope with but I think that even the biggest thing that I'm thinking of is like comparison never really goes away like it's never like oh once I get this then I'm gonna stop comparing myself to other people because there's always something to compare yourself to other people with whether at your job or in your spiritual walk with God you know and it's like once I get a boyfriend okay then I'm going to be comparing myself to all the people who are married and I'm going to want me and my boyfriend to get married and then once we get married I'm going to be comparing myself to all the people who have kids and I'm going to want us to have kids and then when I get kids I'm going to be comparing myself to all the people whose kids are already grown and it's just like it never ends it's a never-ending cycle and so I just have to really learn now in this season to not let comparison steal my joy to not even compare myself to other people and part of me is wondering like do I really need to take a huge fast like a long fast from the sources that are are helping me in comparing myself to other people hello Uh uh-huh I'm taking a break yep is it what just one pizza in the oven. Mm oh, Okay, you could cut it up into four. Sorry, lol. That was my mom <laughs> talking about the pizza that we made. Um, which, by the way, vegan pizza is really good. Surprisingly, I uh, recently have been trying a lot of like vegan foods, and I'm quite enjoying it. The Impossible Burger. When you season it right, and you put the right, like, ingredients in your burger, that thing smacks. It really does. It really does. Um, and the vegan pizzas are really good, too. Um, I forgot what it's called. Like, 
Daya, it's like D-A-I-Y-A is the brand I get, I think, and it's really good as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, I'm still debating, tossing back and forth to understand what are the next steps to take in order to overcome this mindset of constant comparison, you know? Um, and I'm wondering, I, I don't want to be too extreme, but at the same time, I'm just wondering, like, what would happen if I did, you know? And so part of me is wondering what would happen if I, and I know, I'm just going to list it all out. I know this is probably not going to be the action steps that I'm going to take, but just completely unsubscribing from everyone that I'm subscribed to on YouTube, because like, I don't think I can delete a YouTube account because it's connected to your Google account. So you know, unsubscribing from everyone, signing out of YouTube on my phone and stuff like that so that I don't, don't use it. Um, and then possibly deleting my Instagram account. I don't know. Part of me is like, you know, you know what I mean? Part of me is like that. But then the other part of me is just like, but what's the use of it? You know, like what is, what is it really benefiting? Like what value does it bring to my life? in comparison to the devaluing that it brings to my life. Like when I think about how much value it actually brings, not much. I mean, it's funny. It's a good source of entertainment at times, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it ends up being a huge source of comparison. So if it's not really adding value, at least right now in this season to my life, then why do I have it, you know? So that might be something to consider. Possibly not deleting the entire account because I could use it again later or I could just make another one. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's something I'm going to still keep thinking on. Oh, thank you, Momcita. Okay, thank you. Oh, let Andrea know that there's pizza, too. But, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, but, yeah, that'll be something that I'll consider, consider, continue praying on and continue thinking about. Because when you really think about it, like, for me, I become very, I'm very detail-oriented and so a lot of times when I see things, I don't just see things passively. Like I do see things and I literally elaborate on them and extensively break them down. And so sometimes I feel like for social, social media, for other people may be okay because they don't keep thinking about it or mulling over it. Whereas for me, I think it's a little, a little bit different sometimes for me because I do continue mulling over it and continue thinking about it and breaking it down and, you know, like turning it this way and that. No, I'm okay. I think this is good. You could just leave it up there if Isaac wants it. He said he already ate something else. Oh, yeah. He had my burger. I mean, he had my sandwich. <clears throat> Thank you. Man, this pizza is good. It's a pepperoni pizza, but it's actually not pepperoni. It's like vegan 
pepperoni or something like that. But it's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to find the balance, you know. I don't want to be so extreme that I cut myself off from community and possible connections with people. Because there are moments where I do talk with people about random things that I would have never known about them. Because I see it on there and, and I, I jump in and we have a conversation, you know. Um, but I also don't want to be so much of a consumer that I end up not taking action in my life. And then that ends up causing me to be in this constant state of comparison. Because in the times that I do take action in my own life. Or even the times that I just sit with myself and just, like, talk with myself as opposed to just watching somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, the moments that I really do just be with myself, I'm learning that, like, I really do enjoy and I I start to be really, truly grateful for what God is doing and has done, you know? And all of the things that he's given me. And so I think it comes to the point where it's just, like, yes like Instagram and YouTube are very convenient to feed that um, entertainment category you know like I don't always want to turn on a TV and try to find something to watch but I can always find something to watch on YouTube and so that's the thing is like because I can always find something to watch on YouTube it's so convenient it's it's always something that's entertaining well not even always but a lot of the time it's entertaining um and it's you know content that I, I enjoy watching then I just become like so en- engrossed in it and I'm just always watching it and then that ends up leading to comparison and I think right now in this season um it's like it's like it is a, a bit extreme to like unsubscribe from everyone and try to you know get rid of the account or whatever I'm not really get rid of the account but unsubscribe from everyone and stop watching it it's a bit extreme to just like completely try to cut it off but I think for me I'm finding that because I get so invested in it if I don't cut it out like I I don't know I don't know I think I might have to wean myself off of it (laughs) a little but I, I just I think in this season to really get to really maximize this season that God has placed me in I really feel like I have to get rid of these things like I have to just cut it off because it's just like it's not adding anything and it's not helping me and it's just making me feel more miserable because I can't have those things even if I want them like that's the thing is like I'm in this season right now where even though I want a relationship I literally cannot have one like there is no one that I know that I would be able to be in a relationship with or who would even want to be in a relationship with me at this current moment in time. I have no one in my classes. Literally all my classes are filled with girls. My entire cohort is filled with girls. I have not literally been in a class, in a class with any boys this entire year of being at USF. On top of that, it's a pandemic. So literally you can't even hang out, go anywhere, do anything like that. And yeah. And so for me in this season to want something that's literally impossible to have right now is just so counterintuitive and it's not maximizing my season that I I am in right now because I'm just longing for something that I can't have what's the point of doing that when you could maximize this season 
and be prepared for the next season. So, anywho, needless to say, I think that is the decision that needs to be made. Now, as far as the whole Instagram thing, I'm probably just going to try to find something different to do, like maybe just log out and just not use it for a while, like just like, you know, whatever. But I really, really, really don't need that in my life, you know, right now in this season. I think it is helpful. I've found so many helpful videos on YouTube. I have found so many helpful people on Instagram, so many fun, so much funny and wholesome content and so many like great perspectives as well. But I'm just finding that it's just and also it's a whole over sensory overload thing, too, because I watch so much of it. It just overloads my senses to the point that it's like I just it's such a distraction to me. You know, it's such a distraction. And I realized the other day when I was doing Bible study, God revealed this to me that I was doing a Bible study in Psalm 37, 7. And it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And then it says some other stuff. I haven't, I forgot what all that says because I haven't like dived into like dissecting those things yet. But what I've dissected so far is be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And what I realized when I was dissecting those uh, segments of the verses, I was like taking, I was so taken aback. Like I was thrown to the side. That's how taken aback I was because I realized so much about myself through those, those two parts of the verse, like (laughs) literally so much about myself. So when I looked at the word be still, I was really dissecting the word still. And I looked it up and and I, I had the definition and everything like that. And I wrote down the various definitions of what still means. And they had the definitions of like, you know, like in photography, when it's just like that one picture Um, as opposed to a film so like the still is like that one picture um like a regular photo and then they had like another definition of like you know whatever whatever and it was like really really cool it was it was nice to just like take apart that one that one word and see how that meaning applies to the word of god and so then one of the words still dang i just lost my train of thought my notebook's all the way in my room too so i'm probably not going to get up and get it but basically still means like without it oh one of them was like still meant without noise or disturbance and so after finding these definitions of the word still right I went and I started writing below that and I said okay so what does it look like to be still oh so one of them was like not moving or acting so I was writing what does it look like to be still so I said what it looks like to be still is it looks like to be at peace it looks like to be tranquil. It looks like to be um, not moving, not acting on impulse. Um, and then uh, below that, I wrote what it looks like to not be still. And what it looks like to not be still is to be moving, to be active, to be uh, filling and surrounding yourself with noises and disturbances and distractions. And so I, after reflecting on that, I realized that that's really what I do. And I think that's why I end up in these spots so much of acting on impulse and comparing myself to other people and I end up in these like you know just like having these sinful urges and idolatry and all that stuff like that that I think stems from the fact that I'm constantly filling myself with disturbances and noise and distractions that are causing me to lose sight of and not remember what I'm supposed to be focusing on And I think what mainly needs to be what I need to address and talk about now 
is what am I supposed to be focusing on? Because that's a question that I asked God the other day. Like, okay, one day I had like a whole breakdown. I was just asking God all these questions. I think I wrote down like 16 questions. I was just like, Lord, I just threw it all at his feet because I was just so done. I was crying as I was writing these things. I was angry. My pen was like scratching against the paper so hard. Like just, I was like, so I was just mad because I was like, I don't know what's going on in life anymore. Like I just was so emotional because I was like, God, help me. Like I literally felt like I was drowning. And so as I started asking all the questions, he's been revealing to me all the answers to these questions. And like, as I've been going about my days and stuff like that, like he's been showing me the answers to these questions. And it's so crazy because he did say in, in his word somewhere up in the Bible, he said, ask and it will be given to you. And I asked the question and the question, the answers to the question questions have been given to me and not all of them have been fully answered or maybe I just haven't seen how they're answered yet. But a lot of them, especially the bigger ones that I was really grappling with, I've been seeing a lot of answers recently. And so one of the answers to one of my questions, I was asking, why do I struggle so much with like the sinful urges that I struggle with and stuff like that? And then I realized it's because I'm not still. Like, I don't give God the chance to work in my heart because I'm always moving, always doing something. The reason why I'm always comparing myself to people is because I'm always comparing myself to what they're doing. Like, I am someone who's very action-oriented. I know that I took the Enneagram test, and I, I'm a one, apparently. And so a one is like a reformer. They're like the action people, like the people who like will have a plan together in five minutes will be able to take action steps in the next 10. You know what I mean? It's like like ones are like the people who are just ready to act and move and 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 reform things and do things and change things. And that's helpful. That is so helpful. We need people like that. I need to be a person like that. That's who God has called me to be. I can't be anyone else who I am not. So, you know, I can only be me. And that is me like that. I am someone who loves to take action, but constantly taking and and when I'm in spaces where I'm not able to take action, it becomes a battle for me. It does, because like in this season right now. God is really working in my heart, or at least trying to work in my heart. I Sometimes I don't be letting him because I be moving around too much. But he's really trying to work in my heart, and he is. He's moving and helping me understand so many different things. But I find myself often not giving him the space and the time to really work in my heart because I'm moving around so much. And I remember, and, and it's like it's like construction. Like, you can't pick up the house and move it while you're constructing you can't even pick up a house and move it but you can't have so much going on in a house while you're constructing it you know what I mean like sometimes you just have to be still and let the contractors come in and do what they're meant to do you can't be all up in the house cooking and cleaning and and, you know doing all your normal routine when you got contractors in the house coming to renovate (laughs) and so I find myself still trying to do the same things I was doing before still trying to do and, and wishing that I could do everything that I was doing before when I can't that's not the season I'm in I'm not in a season where I'm able to do all of that anymore and it breaks my heart because it's like I enjoy doing it I love doing it and it's really hard for me to kind of accept the fact that I'm not in that season anymore but it's just a beautiful season that I'm in that God is even working in my heart and helping me become who he wants me to become and I want him to but then at the same time it's kind of this toss and turn between like my spirit wanting 
God to come in and, and renovate and, and, you know, work in my heart, but then my flesh wanting to move and do its own desire and fulfill its desires and, and wanting its desires to be fulfilled. And it's just like this kind of toss and turn. I'm just like, sometimes I just don't know, don't know what to do, you know? And so let me check the time because I do have class later on today. Um, I'm good. I'm good on time. I have about an hour. So yeah, essentially that's something that I've been struggling with is just like the fact that, and I notice a lot that when I compare myself to people, I don't compare myself a lot to people who aren't doing the things that I desire. Like the, the main, the people who I compare myself to are people who are literally doing or living out the things that I desire. So I desire, you know, big family, like huge community vibes. Like I love when our families get together and we have just a great time and not saying that I always want life to be like that but I do enjoy when that happens and I like when it happens frequently and I love when we gather with friends and just have big group like hangouts and just great moments of just like you know like chillness like I love that so much and I really do miss that even with like my friends from FSW like I just I I miss hanging out with them so much because it was just so good like it was just like it was just such a fun time you know it was something that was so like wholesome and just filling and I loved it and you know when I lived on campus and stuff like that like some of the group gatherings that we had was just like really good and I just I love moments like that where it's just like we're all laughing and and having a good time and, and all that stuff like that and so that's a desire that I do have I do have that desire of just wanting to constantly be surrounded by community you know, and then I have another desire of just wanting a relationship. And it's so, it's, it's so desperately like a desire that I have. And then sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is this a surface desire that needs to be peeled back and revealed more so I can understand what this desire truly is? Because I don't know, it's just like, I really do want a relationship, but it's just like, everything is so not conducive to me being in a relationship. And so it's just really interesting. And also my mom has even told me that like, she sees that desire in me like she sees that I have this huge desire for a relationship and she always tells me like it'll come in time and it's so funny because I'm just like okay what what time because <laughs> if you can tell me the date um I'll be set I'll be good I'll be Gucci you know like I can plan for that I think that's what's difficult about this season too is I can't plan for anything I don't know what's going on and so I really have to be like Miss Georgetti and be fly by the sea <laughs> I have to be fly by the seat. Um, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. And so, yeah. And so, um, basically just, yeah, recognizing that like a lot of my comparison stems from the fact that I in a season where God wants me to be still so he can work in me, but I don't want to be still because I see everybody else moving. I see everybody else doing, achieving their goals, doing this, doing that. And God is is really putting me in a season of just like, I really have to rest. And he's like forcing me to rest. Like in a psalm where it says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside green pastures. He restoreth my soul. Uh, like he, he lead, he's making me lie down in green pastures right now. Like I, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being made to lay down in a green pasture so he can restore my soul. Ooh. But I never thought about that before. But really, my soul does need restoration because of all that I've put my heart and my soul through, my mind through. 
my heart and soul need to be restored like my soul really does need restoration soul restoration because it's true like when I think about it all that I've been through with all of these people that I've liked and the amount of despair and like wounds that I've gotten from that either from them or that I've given myself just from being like overly like pursuing them or manipulative or whatever all of these wounds and scars that I've gotten from my past sins and things that I've done and all of that stuff like that like and things that I'm even doing now like I have to be laying in this green pasture resting being still being at peace so that God can really come and restore my soul wow I never thought about that before but that is that is so wow thank you Lord thank you God and so yeah I'm comparing myself to all these people who are who are active who are doing stuff um who are you know achieving God's purpose who are da 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 you know and I want to be there and I'm gonna be there one day but it's just not the season I'm in right now I'm really and I'm really recognizing that like the season I'm in is so conducive to me being still like I'm literally being forced to be still and I don't like it because I like to be moving I like to be doing something like even in days of rest I am still trying to do something and I'm always overwhelming myself because of all of the things I always want to do and I think God is really trying to teach me in this moment to just be still. And that's crazy because that's another thing, too, that I realized as well is like. Um, so last year it was around December. No, it was like in January because this was when Pastor David. Yeah. OK, so when I went to New Life and first started going to New Life in December, then by the time it was like January, we, me and Kamari had been going like fairly consistently and we went this one time and Pastor David was preaching and this was like at the beginning of the year because I think he was talking about like what do we want to see like God do throughout the year or something like that but I was at the altar and basically I was just like on my knees I was praying I was crying the girl was a mess and not a mess it was like it was a beautiful moment because God was really speaking to me and like it was like the Holy Spirit just resting in that place I literally felt him resting in that place like everyone was like so like just like and it just was really it was a really really dope moment so you know I'm on my knees I'm praying I'm crying all that stuff like that and then out of nowhere it was like a teleprompter I, I kid you not it was like a teleprompter over my eyelids I saw the words and I felt it. It wasn't like I just saw it and I was like, oh, <laughs> random thoughts going to my mind. Like I saw it and I felt it. And the Lord said to me, peace, be still, let go. And that has been like, I literally had learned. I was going through a whole season last year of like, okay, I had finally learned. Like I was like learning about like peace and like what it meant and being still and what that meant and letting go. I was really learning a lot about letting go last year because I was like so just uptight about a whole bunch of things and God just really had to show me like you can't control everything and you can't control anything period but you can't control everything and you can't control anything so yeah and then yeah so basically that happened and I thought I had learned my lesson like I genuinely like I knew that I was still going to be learning about peace and all that stuff like that but like I didn't know that this peace be still and let go would resurface this year. I was like, oh, surely like, you know, after 2020, I'm going to have a new word for the year. 
when quite frankly, I don't really have a new word for the year. I was trying to find one. I was trying to find a new word for the year when I kept hearing a lot of people talking about like, oh, this is my you know word for the year. This is what God revealed to me. I was like, okay, I want a word for the year. And so I was trying to think of like, what is my word for the year? And I think I did a whole podcast on balance because I thought that was going to be my word for the year. When quite frankly, I don't think balance is my word for the year. I now recognize that this whole phrase, <laughs> peace be still let go, is still my words for the year because yeah it's just yeah God is really teaching me that I really have to just let go of everything I think I know everything I think I want everything I everything I think I want to do and just be still and let him do his job like just let him work you know what I mean and I'm not uh it's so hard but I'm finding comfort now and as I'm processing this I'm finding comfort in the idea of actually doing that um and so yeah comparison is just one thing that the enemy and my flesh are really trying to do to keep me out of that place of being still and being at peace in God, you know, and I think that they're going to have to get up out of here. You can't stay here, but you got to get you. I mean, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because I got to have peace. I got to have I got to have peace and I got to learn to let go and to be still and just let God do what he needs to do in this season. It's almost like what is that thing called? It's like when you're updating your phone and like you have to have that moment to like wait before your phone updates. Like that's what I'm feeling right now. It's like there's something coming. Like God has a purpose and a plan for me. He has something like he was even stirring in my heart um, like a couple of times, just like, you know, like the women's retreat and everything like that. And like He's been stirring up a lot in my heart, like a lot to do with like gardening and like physically like laboring and, and, and producing beautiful things, beautiful fruit. You know, he's been working a lot in my heart on that. And and also just in like teaching his word in practical ways and like actually teaching his word, like not just like, oh, you know, we're going to take an interpretation from this, but like making observations and, and discussing it and stuff like that. And. He's been like, like placing a lot of that on my heart. And so I think that's, that's soon to come, but I think right now in this season, he really just wants to download everything in my heart (laughs) to work and construct in my heart. So I have a strong foundation. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like a, it's like a house, you know, my heart is like a house and I have the foundation, I have the exterior, you know, but now it's like time to renovate the interior. Like it's time to construct what the kitchen is going to look like, like these living spaces, these spaces that I'm going to be living in really have to be built up and they have to be like done in a functional, functional and, 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 and intentional and an individualized way. And I want God to construct my heart and my desires the way that I think it's going to work. And it's like, no, he's going to use the desires that he placed in me to construct what the kitchen should look like and construct what the living room should look like and all that stuff like that. Like all these living spaces, these spaces I'm going to be living in, he is constructing them with what he knows about me, which is more than what I know about myself and with the desires that he placed in my heart. And oh, look at the little ducks for me. They're so cute. But yeah, like that is something that like, and it's, yeah, 
And so there's a lot of things that I think I know, like I'm like, oh, I think I want this, but I don't recognize how that's not even going to work with the overall design of the house. You know, like how sometimes people are like, oh, this is so cool. I want this in my house. But it's like uh, for structural integrity or for like, you know, design purposes, like it's not going to work. And so I can't have what I think I want when the renovator knows what's best, you know, and God knows what's best ultimately. And so he's going to make it come to life. I just got to trust him. Like people be trusting Chip and Joanna Gaines and they be trusting the property brothers. Like I just got to trust that he going to renovate it and make it look nice and make it look like what my dream home needs to be. And so, yeah, but I just find that it's really hard for me to be still in this season because I see everyone else being so active and doing the things that I want or the things that I think that I want. And so then because I see them doing what I think that I want to do or having things that I think that I want to have, I then, and and it's like, it's not even jealous on the first thing. It's just like when I constantly consume it, then I become super incredibly jealous. And it's like, I don't even want to let myself get to the point of overindulging to the point of becoming jealous. You know, like I never want to be jealous of anyone for the blessings that God has given them. That is so conceited. That is so selfish. That is so spoiled to look at the blessings that God has given somebody else and to say, I'm jealous of you. I'm envious of you. Like I have envy in my heart because I long for what you have. And it's like, girl, you sitting over here longing for what somebody else has, not fully recognizing and appreciating what God has already given you. And so needless to say, I think there are some things that I need to start cutting back on. And I'm going to just play around with it, experiment with it for a little while. I think what I'm going to do is really log out of Instagram, you know, clear my history so that if I try to log back in, like I have to fully go in, log back in. Um, I'm also going to unsubscribe. I, Oh, it hurts my heart. Cause I don't really want to, but I'm just going to have to do it. I'm just going to unsubscribe from all of the people that I'm subscribed to just so that it's not as convenient for me to go in and watch the videos that I want to watch and yeah, sign out of YouTube, all that stuff like that. And I think another thing that's going to result from doing this is also my time. Like I recognize I spend so much time on those things that I don't even like spend time doing things that I even enjoy doing, like things like gardening or, you know, knitting or reading. I'm such an old lady. Ah, old ladies. That's not just, that's a stereotype. Not all old ladies like to do that. And who's to say that I can't be young and do those things. Um, but yeah, and I love doing those things. And then I just don't really carve out time for it because I am carving out time for YouTube and stuff like that. And it's like, YouTube is good. Like, I enjoy watching YouTube, but it's starting to become something that's distasteful to me because it's like everything is the same. Everybody's doing all the same things, or at least the people that I watch are all doing the same things. Sometimes it's funny, but most of the time it's just like it doesn't really add anything. And that's what's crazy because I'm starting to see parallels between my diet and what I'm consuming, like in real life. So like what I'm consuming in my physical body is food that is really no longer becoming as tasteful to me. Like as I've been on this whole like vegan thing and just trying it out and seeing how it works, I after I did my vegan week, I've been realizing that like chicken and like meat are no longer as tasteful to me as they once were. Like now that I've been introduced to good things, like that my body really loves and is like and is effective for my body and really helps my body like my body appreciated when I did that vegan week like literally everything else it's good still like it tastes all right but it's like 
increasingly becoming distasteful. Like it's increasingly becoming like, oh, I don't really want it. It doesn't really add any value to my life anymore because now I see what really does add value to my life. And I think that parallels with this whole thing about overindulgence in social media and in YouTube is that I'm starting to see how it doesn't really add anything to me. Like it's still cool and it still is funny and stuff like that, but it doesn't really add anything to me anymore. Like it doesn't add anything to my life. And so now it's becoming a little bit distasteful because I'm like, well, it's not adding anything. And the same thing with my sin. Before I used to be so indulgent in my sin. And now, even though I still indulge at times and I do quite frequently, honestly, especially when I get really stressed, but like now when I indulge in it, it's like, it's not even the same. It's just distasteful. It's just like, okay, like I did it, I ate it, but I wasn't really hungry. You know what I mean? Like, or I ate it, but it wasn't really that good. Like it was kind of, uh, but I just kept eating it cause I was there. Like that's how I'm feeling in my sin as well. And so it's just crazy how those are like three connections of like my body with, you know, like eating and then my mind with like consuming media and then my spirit with consuming sin. It's just like those three categories of just like recognizing what, wow, that's crazy. I never thought about it like that before, but thank you, God. Um, just recognizing those three categories of like what I used to overindulge in and now I'm no longer overindulging in it because it's, or even if I do overindulge in it, it's distasteful to me or it just makes me feel miserable because I, I have tasted and seen, oh, that's what he means when he said in his word, taste and see that the Lord is good. I have tasted and seen what is good. And now I'm like, okay, when I go back to the old stuff, I'm like, okay, that ain't as good. Like I had a chicken sandwich yesterday and it was all right, but it was not as good as that Beyond Burger that I had, the the Impossible Burger, uh, the vegan Impossible Burger. It was not as good as that. Like that was smacking. And, and I had that chicken sandwich the other day or yesterday and it was like, and so it was like, okay, but it wasn't like, oh, this is really good, you know? And so I'm just, yeah. That's so crazy. Like taste and see. Once you have tasted and seen what is good, you no longer want what is just mediocre, you know, or what is okay, average. Like you want more good things. And it reminds me of that thing where my mom says, do right and right will follow. Like when you taste what's good, you just want more good things to follow. Like, and once you taste what's bad, you want more bad things to follow. So that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But um, yeah, so I'm starting to recognize that comparison is not helping me in this season. Oh, and another thing I wanted to say was as I was reading that verse, going back to Psalm 37, 7, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like jumping around, but it's because it's like all coming from straight from the dome. Um, I don't have any notes or anything like that because I really just wanted to process through this. And like I had a whole bunch of things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast today, like a whole bunch of notes that I've been taking throughout the week. And I did sprinkle a few of them throughout here. I just didn't specify them as like, this is what I learned this week. But like I, a lot of what I did talk about today is actually what I have been learning this week. Um, but honestly, back to Psalm 37, 7, when I was reading that, took apart the word still, right? I reflected on this idea that, oh, and it was after I took apart the word wait patiently. So basically what I recognized was I took apart the word be still, or I took apart the phrase be still, and I took apart the phrase wait patiently. And I was like, okay, so what does it mean to wait patiently? What does it look like to wait patiently? Da, 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 da. Then when I saw the word and in the middle that's connecting be still and that's connecting wait patiently, as I looked up the definition of and, I realized after reading it that and is a conjunction, right? It's a conjunction that connects to clauses or clauses. Uh, I keep saying clauses like 
I don't know what that pronunciation is, but clauses, clauses, clauses. That's the way I say it. Clauses. It connects two clauses. So basically, be still is one clause. Clause, and then, <laughs> and then wait patiently is another clause. And so, basically, when it says be still and wait patiently, it's letting us know that these two commands of be still before the Lord and the second command of waiting patiently for the Lord are meant to be taken jointly. So there are two phrases, be still before the Lord could be independent. It could be an independent clause done like taken by itself. Wait patiently for the Lord is an independent clause that could have been taken by itself. Those are two independent commands that could have been separated by a period. Like the author of this verse could have taken it and said, be still before the Lord, period. Wait patiently for the Lord, period. But he didn't do that. He said, let's join them together with this clause, I mean, with this conjunction and because he wanted us to know that those two things should be taken jointly. So when you are being still before the Lord, you should also be waiting patiently for him. And they actually work in conjunction. They work together in tandem. And so when I started reflecting on that, I started realizing, I kind of went through these different scenarios. I started realizing the fact that when the times that I am the stillest in my life. So there have been a few times in my life where I've actually been just at like a complete state of peace. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's just this state of just like, feeling still like everything like your emotions feel still nothing feels imbalanced or out of control it's not super high or super low it's just like in the middle like neutral like you just feel like like that you know like you just feel leveled that's how I felt so the times when I'm at the stillest those are the times that I actually wait on God like the times that I really am patient in waiting on God I'm patient with myself I'm patient with others and I am patient with God And those are the times where I don't try to rush myself, like the times that I'm the stillest and most at peace. Those are the times where I don't try to rush myself to do this or that or be this or that. Those are the times that I don't rush other people to do this or that or be this or that. And those are the times that I don't rush God and I really don't like say like, Lord, I need this. You need to do this. Da 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 da. Like those are the times where I'm really just like accepting what God has for me and letting him be the one to move in my life. And, and, and orchestrate whatever needs to be orchestrated. So the times that I'm the stillest is the times that I do see myself waiting the most patiently. And the times that I wait patiently, so the times that I just say, you know what, like a lot of times it ends up after me giving up on something. Like a lot of times I'm like pushing, 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 and then I just give up because I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And then I just like, then God leads me to this place of just waiting patiently. And so the times that I see myself waiting patiently are also the times that I'm the stillest and I'm the most at peace. So the times that I am like, okay, God, I'm going to wait patiently on you. Like, I'm not in a rush for this. Like, you just move when you're ready to move. Work in me. Show me what needs to happen. Da, 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 da. Like, I am waiting on you. Those times that I'm waiting patiently for him, those are the times that I notice that I am the stillest. That I am the most at peace. And I'm not rushing. Like, there's not a lot of, like disturbances or distractions like I am just like one in spirit with God then I recognize the alternative I recognize the opposite that the times that I am the most active when I'm constantly doing something when I'm constantly filling my life with noises and disturbances and distractions those are the times when I notice I'm the most impatient, I'm impatient with myself because I'm like, I got to get this, 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 that, and the third done, or I just want to be this. I want to be that so bad. Or I'm the most impatient with 
those around me. So then I get very impatient with people who aren't moving fast enough, who aren't doing this quick enough, who aren't doing what I want them to be doing. I become impatient. And I also become very impatient with God because I'm like, God, why haven't you done this? And like, why haven't you gotten rid of this sin in me? Why haven't you given me the victory yet, God? Why haven't you done this, that, and the third? I become impatient. I'm not waiting on him to move anymore. So I recognize that. I recognize that when I'm not the stillest, when I'm active and I'm constantly moving and trying to find something to fill my desires, that's when I become the most impatient. I also recognize that when I'm the most impatient, so when I become impatient and I'm like, yo, like, God, I need you to, because I'm seeing other people, I'm comparing myself to them. I'm like, God, I need you to, you know, get me whatever they have. Like that, when I become very impatient, that's when I become very active. So when I see that other people have what I desire or what I think I desire, I start comparing myself to them and stuff like that. And I'm impatient because I don't want to wait on what God has for me, but I'm going to try to get what I want now. That's when I notice I become the most active. I become the most impulsive because I'm over here trying to act. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to like move so that, and I start filling my life with all these distractions and disturbances and all of these different things because I'm trying to fulfill my desires out of a place of impatience rather than letting God fulfill my desires while I am patient. So needless to say, that was something that he revealed to me while I was doing my Bible study the other day in Psalm 37, seven. And actually I want to say, I'm really enjoying taking verses, just one verse at a time and really dissecting it because I found that I'm finding a lot about myself and about his word. Like I'm seeing so much about the intentionality of every single word that is written in the Bible. Like it's not like, oh, it's just, oh, he just used some different words to communicate something. Like no, every single word communicates such deep meaning. And when you take it apart, you really see how important each word is. Like who would have thought that the word and would have been so important and such a huge revelation to me while I was doing this? Like I didn't think about that until after I I read the definition of and and then God revealed to me like this is important because da 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 da. Like you have to take both of these commands jointly. You can't do one without the other. You can't be still and you can't be still before the Lord without waiting patiently for him. You can't wait patiently for him without being still before the Lord. It takes you doing both. And so I, I would have never come to that revelation unless I had really taken the time to just take the word of God piece by piece. And also, I feel like it's also easier on me because then I feel like I don't have to do this huge study of a whole chapter and reading everything. Like I can just really take my time and digest his word, which I'm still I'm, I'm starting to really love doing that. Um, because I often find myself really stressed out, especially with school and trying to balance everything. And then on top of that, I'm like, oh, I got to go study God's word. And I'm just like, every time I hear the word study God's word, it just makes me think of studying school. And I just like, my heart starts getting heavy, but now I'm like, oh, I'm going to go study God's word because I literally mean his singular word, like one word. I'm going to go study that. Um, and it doesn't feel like as much pressure and I get so much out of it. So I'm really starting to enjoy that. And I think that's going to become, um, a rhythm that I want to continue, but anywho, Yeah. So I'm just starting to recognize that like this whole thing of just moving, always wanting to do something, always trying to be something instead of trying to be something. I just need to let God move in me because he will make me become that person or that, you know, quality that I admire. Like I want to be a loving and gentle and kind and humble person I want to have the fruit of the spirit I want to be a selfless person but me actively striving 24 7 
to get to that level, actively comparing myself to other people is only going to lead to me trying to do everything in my own strength as opposed to letting God restore my soul while I just lay here in the green pastures. And then, of course, he's going to let me know what I need to do. It's not to be in like a lazy way. It's not like being still and waiting on him is a passive thing. That's actually an active thing. You have to actively, constantly be battling against everything else that's trying to cause you to not be still. And you have to purposefully choose to be still. Purposefully choose to wait patiently when everything else is telling you that you can be impatient and get there quicker. You know what I mean? And so, quote unquote. And so that, doing that, being still and being patient actively is something that I need to work on and I would like to work on. And God, I pray that you reveal to me, Lord, ways to do that, God. And I, I see a few ways to do that, you know, through meditating on your word and through just like doing things like this where I'm just talking to you and and, and just really processing through everything, like through prayer and stuff like that, like these conversations with you really center me and help me to be still and so I pray that you just help me to kind of develop like you know this this rhythm of doing this God and just um, to learn how to let this become a part of my lifestyle a part of the of my walk with you because it's so important it really is in Jesus name amen because you know what was I I don't even remember what I was gonna say I feel like that's the end of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the end of it. Basically, no longer comparing myself and filling myself with noises and distractions and disturbances that are making me so antsy and impatient and ready to move and anxious because if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen. It is going to happen. I just have to be patient and to be still and just let God do what he needs to do, you know? And then let him tell me what I need to do because I don't know what I need to do. I've said that about five times already on this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I really don't. But I just have to learn how to be patient and wait on him. And it's easier said than done. But I pray that through this conversation, through my studying of God's word, and then through just like constantly just, you know, praying and and asking God to help me remember this and, and actively trying to remember this, that... I'll be able to remember peace, be still, let go, wait patiently. Like I will be able to remember these things that are so important and necessary for me to be able to develop and grow um, into who God is creating me to be. And it's not to say that this is going to be the rest of my life. I mean, I am going to be patient and be still the rest of my life, but it's not to say that every season of my life is always going to be one where God is really making me lie down in the green pastures. Sometimes I'm going to have to get up and start gardening. Sometimes I'm going to have to get up and start building. Like, I don't know what he has me to do, but for right now, I really have to be in this season of laying down in the green pastures because if I don't do that now, I'm not going to be well rested and restored for what he has for me in the future. And... I don't know what he has for me in the future. He's been laying a lot of ideas and thoughts and and stuff on my heart, but I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know how much work that's going to entail, but I know it's going to be a lot of work because, you know, it's just going to be a lot of work. You know, it says, he says in his word, to whom much is given, much is required. He's given me so much. And so I know that I want to, and I want him to use me as a vessel, literally any 
part of me. Just use me as a vessel, my hands, my feet, my arms, use my voice. Like, you know, I was thinking about this and I was talking with Kamari about this the other day or yesterday um, was that the fact that like I was as I was confronting the fact that I am privileged or that I have. Yeah, that I am privileged. I was like, OK. And as I, I kind of got a little bit upset about it, cause I was like, well, I'm privileged, like, you know, but people don't tell you, like, what are you supposed to do with your privilege? And I realized that whatever you're privileged in, give. Like, I am privileged because I have arms and legs that are working and that are strong and healthy. Okay, so what do I do with that privilege? The fact that I'm privileged in my arms and legs. Okay, how about I use my arms and my legs and my body to serve those who can't do that? What, you know, people who aren't as elaborate in their speech, who may have a speech impediment or who may um, not even be able to talk. For people who have those, uh, who aren't privileged in those categories, but I am. How about I use my voice to speak up for them? How about I use my voice to show them that I love them and I care for them and I respect them? You know, so whatever I have, financial privileges, emotional privileges, mental privileges, community privileges, whatever I have, I should just use what I have to encourage those and support those who don't have that, to encourage and edify those who don't have the privileges that I have. And so I just have to give. And I, I think that's something that I, God is really going to start using in me. And he's using it now. But I feel like he's going to start using it in me to a, a deeper and greater extent um, sometime in the future. And, you know, I, I can't wait for that moment. I can't wait for that moment. But I'm excited for that moment because I'm excited for, like, when he is going to, like, when, when I'm going to see like, oh, this is what you've been preparing me for. Okay. All right. I got you, you know, but right now I really have to be in the season of rest and just like letting God do what he needs to do. Oh, look at those little birds. Not them following each other in the same path. That's crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just really have to let him do what he needs to do because when you think about it, like God takes care of everything that needs to be taken care of. Like, if you look at trees, if you look at nature, like, who over there is going to water the rainforest? Only God. And it's growing and it's, it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know why I always get so stressed out and so worried when I feel like things aren't going to happen in my life the way that I want them to happen. And I have to be the one to get up and go water them and take care of them. It's like, well, God also takes care of things. He does. He does. Um, it's actually in his, in his, in his job description. Um, as God, the creator of the universe, he's um, also the sustainer of the universe. And that's one thing that I realized, too, is that, like, God is not only the creator of all of these things, but he's the sustainer. So he creates them, but he also sustains them, which I thought was wild because I realized that a lot of times when I create things on my own and my own strength, I also then have to sustain them. And that's the hardest part is sustaining things. It's easy to create stuff. It's harder to sustain something. And so, yeah, like with my garden in my backyard, we created it. But then it was hard for us to sustain it. And so I was depending on myself and I was like, okay, because I'm not going to be there to take care of the garden, it's not going to grow. I have to be the one to water it. I have to be the one to weed it. And it was like, girl, this ain't even about you. Like God could easily take care of that garden. You know, he could, he does. He's already doing it. Like there's already stuff growing back from when we uh, did it last year. And so yeah, he revealed to me, this is, I'm going to say this final point and this will be it, but this is what he revealed to me uh, yesterday when I was talking, I had a conversation with him and he revealed three things to me. And one of the things that he revealed to me was the fact that 
I don't have to do everything that I think I have to do because he's God. He does everything. I don't have to do anything. I mean, I have to do what he's calling me to do. Of course, faithful obedience to him is my priority. Relationship with him is my priority. But all of these other things that I'm obligating myself and thinking that I have to do, I really don't have to do. Like I was looking at the garden the other day and I was like, and I was like, oh, I kind of wish like I would, I kind of want to start my garden back up again, but I'm not going to be here come the fall because I'm going to be gone. And God revealed to me that like, girl, he sustains the entire rainforest. He sustains entire habitats, like all of this nature that he has out here. He's taking care of it. I don't have to sit over here and stress and worry about, oh, how is this going to be watered? How is it going to be weeded? How is it going to be taken care of? Like, he's got that. He's literally God. He creates and sustains stuff every day, all day. Like, I don't have to do that. And another thing he re he revealed to me through that was like, you know how as teachers, we're only really in a student's life like that one year that we have them. And a lot of times teachers get very controlling because they're like, well, I have to I have to instill in them everything that they need so that they can be successful for the rest of their life. And that's how I was thinking. I was like, I need to I need to be there with them every step of the way so that they can be led in the right direction. And it was like, no, not necessarily. What I need to do is plant what I can plant, water when I can water. And when I can't water, then I just leave the rest to God. Well, I leave it into God's hands the whole time. But when I have the opportunity to work, let me just get up and work. You know what I'm saying? When God has given me the opportunities to work, that's when I'll get up, get up and work. But I'm not just going to go out here and start carving opportunities of my own because it's not going to, I'm going to be doing it in my own strength, not in God's strength. And so when I'm watering my garden, when, when I have the chance to water it, or when I'm watering my students, when I have the chance to water them, then that's what's going to happen. But I'm not going to come out here and try to force my way into watering them and taking care of them when I'm doing that in my own strength and not in the strength of God. And with that being said, I know this dude out here mowing his lawn, but he's doing his job. He's doing his job. And so even though it's loud, he's doing his job. I'm proud of him. You go ahead on, go. You, I mean, you go ahead on, man. Do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So basically just learning how to be still, how to have peace, how to let go. I feel in a good place now, but I know that this week is going to be wild because my body and the world and the enemy are all going to try to tell me otherwise. They're all going to try to tell me that I don't have to be patient, that I need to be actually impatient because that's what's going to help me get to my goals. They're going to try to tell me that I don't have to be still, but actually I need to fill myself with distractions and noise because that's what's going to fulfill me. And it's not. It's really not. And so, Lord, I just pray that as I go throughout this week and, and for everyone else who's listening to this and for my best friend and my family and my community and everybody that I know, all my friends and, and all the people who are important in my life and even those who I don't know who, like, I just don't know them. Like, I pray for them as well that, like, we all just get to the point of being at peace and just truly recognizing, like, you are with us. And life is not always going to be comfortable, but we can always be at rest in you. Life is not always going to go smoothly, but we can still have peace and be still in you. And so I pray that you let us carry that into this week and every week afterward and help us with all that we need help with because it's difficult. It's hard out here. It's hard out here, but it's not impossible because everything's possible with you. And in Jesus name, I pray. <laughs> Amen.